Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another conversation in the cloud, or should I say edge. I'd like to welcome our guest, Sanjay Prasad, Director of Solution PLM, Azure for Operators, Metaswitch, part of Microsoft. Welcome, Sanjay. Oh, thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me here. So Sanjay, can you give our listeners a little opportunity to understand your background, how you got here, and what your role is at Metaswitch? Absolutely. So I've been in the telecom space for more than 15 years in various roles in the areas of system and solution design, deployment, support, product management. And I've had the opportunity to work on both sides, you know, on the vendor side as well as the CSP side, primarily working on the mobile core 3G, 4G, Volti, 5G, and OSS and BSS infrastructures. It's been a long journey, starting with Motorola back in the days. If you remember, there used to be a technology called Push to Talk. And I played a critical role in that technology. And then I moved on to Nokia, working on the early IMS deployments at Verizon, which were voice over Web A deployments. And then I joined US Cellular and deployed end-to-end Volti for them. And then I moved on to Metaswitch in a product management role, primarily responsible for the mobile voice solution, which includes the IMS and the session water controller, which we'll talk about more today. And finally, Microsoft acquired Metaswitch. And as a part of that, I'm a part of the Azure for Operators organization. Well, that's outstanding. And, you know, I don't think people really understand the work that Metaswitch and Microsoft are doing. And Metaswitch and Intel have a long history together. Can you talk about the history that we have together as part of the Network Builders program? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I talked to a couple of my engineers who have been working with your Intel engineers, and they just told me that we are celebrating 10 years of togetherness. <laughs> which is great. So we've just completed 10 years of our partnership and collaboration with Intel. Uh, it's a great milestone for two companies who are very innovative and who want to advance technologies. You know, back in the days when we were looking at, you know, how we can get away from proprietary hardware or use general purpose x86 servers, we looked at Intel very closely to see how they did DDoS protection and, you know, looked at your specifications for how you handle packets, discard packets at line rate and all that. And it looked very promising. At that time, Metaswitch made a huge big bet on Intel and said, you know what, we'll go with Intel. And our product called Primita, which is a session border controller, the product name is Primita. In 2010, we ran that Primita on your normal Intel AX86 hardware at that time, where all our competing competitions had products on their proprietary hardware. The premise was that, look, we are a company who makes software. You are a company who make the architectures, the Intel, right? And, you know, as you make your Intel architecture improvements and hardware improvements on the Intel side, we'll just ride on that wave. And I think it was a very forward-looking decision made by the leadership at that time and a good one. Then in 2011, we could, you know, start to see for the first time that the cost effectiveness of running an SPC kind of function on God's hardware using Intel just started to look very promising. And then came along NFE, which really promised that there would be a COTS kind of infrastructure, no hardware assist, no DSPs and all that. And we were positioned very strongly in that, you know, we were using Intel as well as COTS. So Sanjay, you know, for our listeners who may not be as educated as some of us are, can you give them 
a background of why it's so important to have native virtualization and network function virtualization optimizations built into the CPU. Right. Absolutely. So if you look at the reason the big time vendors are in telco space, you know, they had proprietary hardware that they were leveraging everything that was within those hardwares, but they were very bulky and PNF functions, right? But they performed well. They were very highly optimized from that perspective. But as you go away from that model and you start using COTS hardware, you have to leverage Intel's architecture. And I'll give you some examples, right? So we started off in 2010 with Sandy Bridge. That was a process at that time. Then we moved on to Ivy Bridge, Haswell, Broadwell, Sky Lake, Cascade Lake. And just recently we did you know, our testing on Ice Lake, which is your latest third generation processor. And along these 10 years, Intel has produced technologies such as TPDK. We were able to leverage SRIOV, software transcoding libraries that you have, which are very efficient, and also the encryption algorithms that are built into the CPU. So if I have to say it in a layman term, let's let the CPU do what it does best, right? first. And then let's try to rest of the things in the software instead of trying to do more computational work in the software. Otherwise, you'll slow it down, right? That's how we can achieve high efficiencies from COTS type of servers, right? Well, Sanjay, you said it way better than I could have ever said it, but thank you because we've worked really, really hard to build these math libraries for network function virtualization. We believe, and you have seen the evidence, that it provides meaningful differentiation as you build towards the new infrastructures. So can we talk about what Metaswitch has done and how you've demonstrated the performance, particularly on Intel second gen, and I know you're working on third gen right now, but can we talk about why you're so important to the industry? Right, absolutely. You know, I'll give you a couple of examples. So SPC kind of functions, which have an element of, you know, user plane in it, right? And similarly, in 5G, you have the UPF, right? These kind of functions are very compute centric and require a very high performance data plane function for the real-time processing, forwarding, media transcoding, encryption, and distributed denial of service protections and all that, right? So, we partnered with Intel. We leveraged their technologies that they brought to the table just to give you the improvements that we've seen, right? We compared the second-gen Intel processor with the third-gen in terms of performance. We tied up with Intel engineers and we did testing. And we were surprised to see that just because of Intel's architecture improvement, right, the CPU improvement, we saw 15% improvement in signaling rate. That's where the SIP messages are being processed by the SBC and passed through, right? And similarly for the RTP, audio performance, we saw 15% improvement. Now, this is just Intel improvement at this point, but we were highly surprised to see that with the new Intel processor, we saw 26% media transcoding improvement. And as you know, media transcoding is very complex. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. So now to see that 26% improvement just with Intel using their you know, advanced transcoding libraries, we're actually coming to a point where you know, hardware assist no more will be needed. You can take our functions with Intel's improvement in any cloud environment, and you can use general purpose hardware instead of relying on custom-built hardware. Well, you sort of answered a question going forward. Why did Microsoft buy MetaSwitch? I guess that's part of the next question our listeners might want to know. And you just answered it. Right. I mean, we are a cloud-native software company, and Microsoft sees that. 
and we bring a lot of expertise to the table and have been in telco space for quite some time with over 550 odd customers, right? The other testing that we did a couple of years back, which is quite interesting because as a part of the PLM team, and just the numbers were, uh, you know, like mind-blowing numbers we had. So we actually were able to achieve 500 GBPS throughput using 34, you know, core processor. That was the Intel second generation processor. Wow. And at that time, you know, 500 GBPS was just mind blowing, right? And we showed that on a very small scale footprint server. I mean, imagine the capabilities that you can have with that kind of throughput, especially now that we're moving more and more user plane functions towards the edge, right? So that was one of the other firsts in the industry that we've done with Intel. You know, for our listeners, why is it so important to be first in the industry with some of these real challenges when it comes to delivering quality of service and higher bandwidth capabilities with lower latency characteristics? Why is that so important? That's a very good question. I mean, as a leader in the cloud native software, you know, we made everybody think of the importance of cloud native and microservices based software design principles. You go, you know, a few years back, there was still PNFs. There wasn't a huge adoption of cloud native principles and microservices, but now everyone has slowly adopted those technologies, right? We had the first virtual SPC in 2011, 2012 timeframe where we removed the dependency on proprietary hardware. That was the first software data plane RTB processing techniques that we had. That completely changed the mindset. Everyone started to realize the importance of having virtual functions and using COTS hardware, right? Similarly, you know, that was our first. And then the second was we looked at the telco workloads, you know, especially the IMS core, which is a very complex beast. And we said, you know what, we'll redesign the IMS. And we created a project called Project Clearwater Core in which we rewrote the whole IMS core solution using microservices-based architecture design and cloud-native design principles. And that was another first to have happened in the industry. And ever since that happened, all of the architectures that we see now are using similar microservices-based and cloud-native designs. And how does all of this help the CSPs? So, you know, we've had very good recent wins. And the main reason they've chosen us is that our software design, you know, paired with Intel's horsepower, allows the CSPs to save CapEx on the hardware investment that they need, as well as, you know, reductions in the OPEX in the long term because of the automation and the efficiencies that our solutions bring to the CSPs. Well, you know, it's certainly exciting to see the transformation of high bandwidth backplanes that are really redefining the future of the internet. So we thank you for that, Sanjay. Where can our listeners find out more information about Metaswitch? Well, definitely our listeners can go to our website, www.metaswitch.com. We have all our products and portfolios on our website that you can look at, or you can also contact me on my LinkedIn profile. Outstanding. Okay. So Sanjay, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm going to ask you in two parts. I'm going to ask you firstly about the future of the industry and secondly about the future of Metaswitch. But for the first question, give me some thoughts about the future of the industry and the direction that you see the industry is going. What we're seeing is that ultimately the CSPs, you know, they're realizing that the differentiation is not in building better infrastructure, but rather in creating differentiated and unique services, leveraging the technologies that exist, 
which would result in increasing ARPU that has been quite stagnant for some time, Jake. CSPs are struggling to increase ARPU and get more from their end customers. By focusing on the applications, right, related to 5G and other applications that they can generate more revenues, they'll be freeing up their resources from building, you know, undifferentiated cloud infrastructures, right? So the way we foresee this happening is that CSPs will start moving more and more workloads from their private clouds to public clouds. The future will look something like this. There's a private cloud where the CSPs have some critical workloads and functions that they just don't want to move from there right now. And a lot of other workloads move to the cloud. So there's a whole hybrid cloud setup, right? And then comes along mobile edge computing and you know the edges and the far edge. So that's what we're seeing what will happen. And that will require additional technologies like zero trust architectures, and maybe encryption and artificial intelligence machine learning happening at the edge. I think that's where Intel could play a very critical role as it provides those packages on the on the CPUs themselves. So we can do a lot of this heavy lifting and processing at the edge sites. So to summarize, I you know we foresee uh, hybrid cloud deployment architectures more and more and more and more adoptions to public cloud. Outstanding. What is the future? of MetaSwitch? And where do you see the future of VSBC? Where does that go? I mean, you're pioneering it, but what does the future hold? That's a very good question. The future is the way we look at it. There used to be a proprietary SBC. Then we made it into a virtual SBC, which is now cloud native, right? What we're going to see is we're going to see the SBC and or any other network function disaggregated further and further into microservices. So for example, when the SBC became virtual, there was two elements to it. One was the control plane that handles the SIP messaging, and one was the user plane that handles the RTP and the audio and the video streams, right? Now we have further broken that down into RTP handlers that handle just the pass-through, RTP handlers that handle the transcoding aspects of it, right? And on the SIP and the control side, we have now centralized call admission control Right. And what you will see is from a single virtual SPC to a bunch of microservices based instances doing their own independent functions. And then you can scale those independently. So if you need more transcoding, you just scale the transcoding functions. If you need more RTP pass through and bandwidth, you just scale the RTP functions, which you couldn't do initially. Right. Back in the days, you'll have to deploy many numbers of SPC just to meet that capacity. And now you can scale independently, right? So that will be the future. And the other thing what we're doing at MetaSwitch is we are redesigning the whole SBC software and, and leveraging the N plus K redundancy principles and methodologies. So as you know, typically the telco equipment is designed with a one plus one, right? So one is an active node, other is a hot standby. And the hot standby hardly ever gets used. How many times failures happen, right? But that's a capacity, that's a server that's just sitting and waiting to take an active role. But that's lost capacity in the network, right? What if you could use that backup instance and use it as an active instance? So there's no more active backup, there's active active, right? And it's performing the function, but it still has some headroom to take calls from another instance that fails to it, right? So that's the whole N plus K design principle. And we have seen with the N plus K architecture, you can have up to about 30% reduction in your hardware footprint. And that's what we see. We see a future of disaggregated cloud native design and plus K redundancy scheme, independent scaling, scaling on demand, 
right? When you need it and full elasticity as we deploy in private clouds and as we move into public cloud or whether it's a hybrid cloud deployments. Well, it's certainly a very exciting future. So on behalf of Sanjay Prasad, Director of Solution PLM Azure for Operators, Metaswitch, part of Microsoft, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night. 